Welcome to Back from the Brink. I'm Todd Brinker, and this is Back from the Brink, the after show for our KCA radio show uh, on uh, 1050 AM and 106.5 and 102.3 FM in the Inland Empire. That's Southern California. Erin will be joining me momentarily. She's wrapping up the radio show, and then she'll be on the air here. Um, so we hope that you uh, have transferred over from the radio show and listened to both. But if not, we appreciate you listening anyway. It is November 12th, Thursday, November 12th. So um, day after Veterans Day here in the U.S. of A. And uh, yeah, you know, we're rolling into the autumn here in Southern California. The weather's, weather's been cool. It's been in the uh, upper 60s, but, uh, you know, it's comfortable, really nice out. And uh, we're hoping that we don't burn anymore for a while. You know, maybe get a little rain over the over the next few months, and and uh, you know, no parts of California, like, scorched. Of course, we get a little rain, we get a little bit more undergrowth, and some plants come back, and then they dry out in the summer, and then we have fires again. It's this vicious cycle. You can't win. You can't win. You can't win. Um, as we went to break, or as we switched over to podcast, we were talking about the fact that the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Bourla sold a chunk of his shares um, the same day that the company announced uh, the new coronavirus that they uh, said was going to be very successful. This was sort of like the day that all of the, or the day after all of the news agencies called the election for Joe Biden. I thought that was suspicious, but I know there's a lot of people feeling that this is very suspicious that he sold uh, stock then. Um, But he has it set up through this 10B5-1 plan that says that you know your stocks are sold at a predetermined value so if the stock shares hit a certain rate you sell this percentage of my stock and so he had that set up that way and he still has uh, um, uh, significant chunk of his income uh, like 50 million dollars worth of stock that he still owns but uh, he sold 5.6 million dollars worth of stock Um, I'll tell you what these guys are all overcompensated that's just nuts but you know, it's a weird conundrum because they're, you know, one of the ways that we motivate executives in this country to keep the company going well is to say, hey, we're going to give you stock options because then you're motivated to work to keep the stock prices high or to push the stock prices high, which he obviously has done a reasonably good job at this. You know, the, the stocks were peaking in value. And yet, then we criticize them when they then cash in their stocks for because they've got air quotes insider trading. Well, trading. Well, of course they do. They work inside the company. Of course they have insider trading. That's the whole reason they set up the 10B51 plan so that they can um, kind of put some space between them and decisions about the stock. So the person who manages that stock portfolio for him, you know, just is working on some instructions that he was given, like. When a hit, when the stock hits this certain price, then sell X percentage of the stock, which is uh, what is alleged to have happened. But then there are people who think it's suspicious the timing, and it's like, well, you know, there was this good news about this breakthrough drug that pushed the stock up higher, and then it hit the trigger, and of course it's going to happen on the day that they make the announcement that something amazing is going to happen. I don't know. It just seems to me um, odd. And in fact, they said it happened the day before the announcement, which means that the stock prices didn't even rise based on the announcement. The rise probably was based on 
on uh, you know election news because the uh, stocks moved around, the whole market moved around based on on the election news. And literally the day before, they announced that that, that Biden had the uh, uh, won the election. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's like I was saying on the radio show. It seems to me that if you want to make this totally fair, then say that they're not allowed to have not allowed to have stock options in their own company, or if they do, it's a very small amount. And instead, they get stock options in other company companies. You know, you could put together a company that basically does like stock trades, right? So that uh, company A, the executives have stock options in company B. That way, they have no control over, no insight into how that company works. They're still getting the value of stock, but then you lose the whole point of it, which is to motivate them to push your stock that that they in the company that they work at up. Because their job is to raise the value of the stock and provide uh, 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 positive income to the people who are investing in the company. So, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't see that this is an issue. I think it's a non-conversation. It, either get over it and say, "Fine, he's he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is bring the stock value up, and then he's benefiting from that by selling some of his stock that they gave him to incentivize him to bring the stock up," or um, outlaw stock options for as a form of payment for people and that way then you don't then there's no insider trading but clearly you know he's doing what he should do i suppose if you were a uh, wanted a way to um to get an idea of what's going on with stocks is follow ceos and whenever a ceo starts to sell off some of the um uh stock that they had that they got as stock options uh for payment then you know sell that stock as well and and so that means that you know they obviously are going to know more about what's going on in their company than anybody else uh you know them and the financial people within the company so just watch the executives of a company i guess of course i'm not giving any stock tips because i am not an expert in stock so be aware that anything i say is just a an opinion of a complete uh nobody i, I don't have any insights into trading and don't want to uh don't want to presume to anybody that I do have any insights into trading that would um, uh, give them a leg up on how to do it right. I'm just just rambling on offering opinions uh, of a complete non-stock-owning novice. So uh, take it for what it's worth, or better yet, just don't take it at all. Make your own opinions. So um, anyhow, uh, what else is going on in the world? Apparently, an Amazon driver was following his GPS, and he was delivering to a golf course, and the GPS took him down a golf cart, and he then went through a tunnel that was designed for golf carts, and his delivery van got stuck. And then he's stuck in the van because the front end of the van is what's stuck in the thing, so he could, I guess he could have walked through the van and climbed out the back. Um, and eventually, I guess that's what he did. But he said that he was very embarrassed and didn't want to interrupt a wedding that was happening there on the grounds as well. So uh, he waited for a while and then called his supervisor. And uh, they uh, went back and got a, a tow truck and pulled him out and then brought another delivery van and transferred all the packages over so that things could get delivered. I imagine that he was kind of embarrassed. You know, it's funny that, you know, the people talk about how their GPS misled them. Yeah, the GPS misled you. You still had to drive through the tunnel that was obviously too small, and you were on a golf cart path. Can't you? I mean, a golf cart path 
I mean, granted, I've seen some some fancy looking golf cart paths, but never one that I would have mistaken as a road that I should be driving on with my delivery van. Uh, you're still in charge of driving the vehicle, regardless of what the GPS says. Come on, dude, wake up. Come on. That's just crazy. Um, so, you know, I guess the uh, requirements for being a uh, an Amazon delivery driver don't require uh, a whole lot of consternation and thinking. You just follow the map. But, again, those maps aren't perfect. GPSs aren't perfect. How it how it decided that taking him down this golf cart path was correct um, is beyond me. Or maybe he thought he was doing that and said that the you know the he's just blaming the GPS. It's hard to say, but either way, all is well. They seem to pull him out of the uh, tunnel and the deliveries were carried out. So if you were late getting something in the Michigan area um, recently, it may have been because your stuff was stuck in a golf cart tunnel. Who knows? Weird stuff happens out there. Uh, in a very sad note, in Las Vegas, a woman has been accused of killing both of her children, a two-year-old and a three-month-old. Uh, I got that backwards. A one-year-old and a two-month-old. Either way, it's horrifying. Um, it sounds like she's sort of had some kind of psychotic break. Her boyfriend showed up and found the bodies there, and she was talking uh and shushing him and making him try to be quiet and saying that the organs were worth a lot of money. This is what he said. Um, and apparently she started talking about the alter spirit world and claimed that he had fooled around with her or on her with his spirit wife. And so it sounds to me like she's just kind of like got uh, some mental issues. Obviously, she I mean, if she's killed her children, that's just it's so incredibly sad. And uh uh, and then when the police talked to her, she claimed that she didn't have any children and that she lived alone and she, you know, didn't have any drugs or alcohol. They did find marijuana on the process on the, on the premises, which I'm sure had nothing to do with the fact that she's just nuts. Um, so anyway, the coroner's yet to rule on the cause of death, but she's going to face a judge on Thursday, which is today, um, and talk about whether she should be held without bail and what's going to happen there. Um, sounds to me like she needs to be taken into protective custody and, and perhaps, you know, see a doctor and start talking about what's going on. And if she comes back to her senses, if they're able to work with her and find out what's going on, uh, I think she justifiably will be absolutely horrified. I don't know that she's ever going to be able to deal with the fact that, that she killed her babies. That's just, I, I can't think of anything more awful or sad that could happen in this world than, than you know, a parent killing their child. And, uh, you know, how, how mentally ill and sick do you have to be or what state of mind do you have to be in to think that that's the option? Um, yeah, very sad. Very, very sad. Um, so, uh, anyhow, hopefully Aaron will be here shortly and we can move on and talk about interesting things. Uh, tomorrow, people will start uh, first orders People who got their first orders of the um, uh, Apple, new Apple laptops, will start being delivered tomorrow. So um, I'm sure by this weekend we'll have all kinds of speed tests and stuff in. So we'll find out how they how they work and what they do and don't do. And So anyway, Bernie Sanders has said that he is interested in being the labor secretary under Biden. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think a lot of that is going to probably be determined by... You know, 
does he live in a state where he has a a Democrat or a Republican governor? Because Biden's not going to appoint any senators whose state has Republican governors because that means they give up seats. And they're real close to a majority. Uh, if, if they can get tied, I think there's 50 Republicans right now. If they can get the two Georgia seats um, in, uh, in the runoff election that has to occur, uh, I think, this next month or in December, then, um, then it's tied. And then the vice president is the tie-breaking vote for the Senate. So they essentially have a majority at that point. So uh, my guess is that, that he's going to be very careful about appointing anybody who's a senator. But uh, we'll see what happens, huh? We'll see. Um, anyhow, let's see. Tropical Storm Ada makes landfall near Cedar Key in Florida. Um, they're closing some schools because of the tropical storm hitting. It's not hurricane speed, but still lots of wind and tons of rain being dumped on the Keys. This is on the... Atlantic side of Florida, uh, northern part of Florida, near um, Georgia and South Carolina. And so the storm will probably go right up the coast after it makes land. Uh, and they said it's hitting fairly far north of the Tampa Bay area. Um, and uh, has maximum sustained winds of 50 miles an hour. Realize that's not a hurricane, but 50 mile an hour winds are still pretty windy. Um, you know, you're not going to be sitting out in the front lawn with your easy up watching the storm blow through because that's that's a heck of a heck of a gust. But uh, anyhow, if you live in the Florida area, um, I imagine that that's uh, pretty nasty stuff. OK, I said it wrong, too. I thought it was going to be heading north. It's actually heading across the panhandle. So it's going to hit right there uh, in, uh, in Florida and then go across to the Gulf side. Um, once it gets into the Gulf, who knows what it's going to do from there. It can peter out in the Gulf or it can pick up steam in the warm waters of the Gulf and, and then turn on us. It's just, you know, these storms are very unpredictable. Um, you know, it's a beautiful place to live, but you do have to live with these storms coming through. You know, every year it's a seasonal thing and there's always uh, storm surges and, and flooding and, uh, and just tons and tons of water uh, coming down on you. So. Uh, makes the place green and beautiful, though, unlike here in Southern California, where it's uh, brown and beautiful, I guess, is the, the color of our landscape for the most part. And uh, we do what we can do, you know. We do what we can do what we can do. So um, let's see. What else is going on in the news here? Um, so Apple's HomeKit now has adaptive lighting, and if you have Philips Hue bulbs, that's starting to roll out. What adaptive lighting does is it changes the, the white balance of the lights according to the time of day. So you have uh, cooler bluish lights in the early part of the day, and then you go to warmer uh, yellow colored lights in the evenings. Um, keeping the blue light away from your eyes in the evenings is more like the, you know, the colors you see in a sunset. It's supposed to be more natural and help you sleep better. Um, you know, I, I've read some of this stuff. It seems to me like that science is still sort of not settled. It's kind of dubious, but they've been the, 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 uh, idea of your, your computer screens changing different colors as the day goes on and getting yellower in the evenings and stuff has been adapted by uh, a lot of PC makers. There's apps that you can add into your things. It's built into the operating system in Mac and iOS things now. Um, so apparently somebody believes it and, uh, and, and it seems to be working, but, um, 
you know, I've never had problem going to sleep because I had a, uh, a true white background on my screen before I went to sleep while I was reading or something. I don't know. It's, um, I guess it's just the, the, uh, the, the skeptic in me that looks at this stuff and goes, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But maybe not. I don't know. Hard to say. Ah, Aaron. Aaron, how are ya? I'm good. Sorry, I'm a little late. I got told up at the radio station. No problem. I was tap, dan- tap dancing as fast as I can. <laughs> I was just kind of scrolling through the news, seeing what's going on in the world, besides the things we talked about this morning. So, um, so what is going on or going on around? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing going on. You know, I was looking at that Pfizer um, uh, report, and they said that he sold the stock the day before the announcement, too, which is odd. Um, but you know what happened the day before the announcement that caused the all the entire stock market to go up? That was the day that all the news agencies called the election for Biden. Oh, okay, well. Which I thought the timing of the announcement of the this suddenly successful um, uh drug was curious that it was announced the day after they had called the election for Biden. There's where my skeptic came in. You know, isn't it sad that like literally nothing is trusted? Like what, you know, I I just don't trust the timing of anything anymore. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Scott Adams on his podcast, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Scott Adams on his recent podcast talked about that, about the fact that you know, you can't trust this. You can't trust that. So, what do you trust? He says it seems odd that the one thing that that people want to try that want to try to tell us that we should be trusting is that the election was fair and went fine. Yeah. It's like if you don't trust anything else, why do you think that that necessarily yeah. went well, was perfect? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 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 that's, and if it went the other way, it, it would be exactly the opposite. You know, the, yeah. the Republicans would be saying it's true and there's no shenanigans, and the Democrats right. would be saying they stole another election, which is just yeah. hogwash. Yeah, and, and the reality is, is there's no such thing as a perfect election. There's always going to be problems and errors and things. It's just the question is: do, do the do the errors and and issues rise to the level that there was enough to actually substantially change elections? That that looks like the counts are going to be in the in the tens of thousands in most of the states that are de- debated. Yeah. I don't you think know? so. I don't. Think I don't so. either. I, 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 I don't either. But, but I've been seeing these articles. So a friend of mine on Facebook. Um, send a private message, it was a group private message and, you know, about how Trump was trying to do a coup and all this crap and I'm like, are you kidding me? He's using a legal process yes, he's challenging the election results but it's working its way through the courts this is our system working you know, yeah. no, no no state has certified the election, the electoral college has not met yet, and Joe Biden is not the president, so yeah. it can't be a coup no law has yeah. been broken well, and in some states, you're not even allowed to challenge the election results until they've been certified, because until they've certified, there aren't really any election results to, to challenge. So, so and yes. most of them don't do that till the end of this month. So, you know, there's more to come. Yes. Well, and, and so the attorney general uh, put out a statement basically saying, saying to people, you can, you know, giving them the power to challenge the election now um, yeah. versus waiting. And everybody said, see, that's that's proof that there's a coup coming. And I'm like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. All he said was, is that once the once this election certified, I'd like this to be over. I'd like this to be decided. So if you have any investigations, right. 
feel free to do them now. If you don't want to, then don't. Yeah, well, and if you look at the actual wording of what he said, he said if there was substantial evidence that there was yes. some mis- misdoing, then then go ahead and prosecute it. But, you know, lacking that, and, and you know, that, that honestly was a really good middle road to take, I think, in the way he worded it, in that, you know, he's trying to appease his boss, saying, you know, yes, they can investigate, by, but also saying, but if there's no reason to investigate, then don't waste your time, you know? I mean, Yeah, it, exactly. He's telling yeah. the state's attorneys general to use their best judgment. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, there's plenty of reasons for uh, liberals to not like and to distrust Bill Barr. But in this particular instance, he seemed to be spot on in what he was doing. And I don't see yeah. that there's an issue there. You know, I just uh, I just everything is ratcheted up to 11. It's like they're addicted to the adrenaline that comes from being outraged. And so if there's nothing to be outraged about, they're going to gin something up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the the adrenaline high of being angry, you know. Yes. It's like I have I have a T-shirt that says "Just because you're offended doesn't make you right." Exactly. And here's the <laughs> thing: know? it used to be a hallmark and an expectation of adulthood that we wouldn't walk around offended all the time. My God, people would have been embarrassed and ridiculed to be the to be as thin-skinned as we are now. Yeah. Well. Honestly, I give part of that credit to our president, who slings it but doesn't take it very well. He's pretty thin-skinned as well. We've been on this road for a while, though, Todd. I, I oh yeah, I know. Do yeah, he's he's right about that. But we've been on this road for a while. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. In fact, I think honestly, that's part of the part of the reason that he was even elected was because he just epitomizes that same behavior. Yes. Yeah, it's and and let's face it, like you said, that it historically that would have been considered incredibly. Uh, immature and, and juvenile behavior. Yes. How it's now sort of become the mainstream is is. Uh, yes. Well, I won't say beyond me, but it's sad. Yes. So self control is the hallmark of adulthood. Allowing emotions to govern your life is that's what children do. Yeah. Children and uh, college kids. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of course, with yes. do respect none you know none of our children when they were in college were emotional or or behaved erratically in any way shape or form they're wonderful people and they're always right in case you're listening kids just just in case of course they know me so they know that is deep sarcasm that's that's not deep state just deep sarcasm deep sarcasm coming from a place of love and lots of chuckles um Hey, I found another tech thing that's actually kind of interesting. I read about it yesterday and forgot about it this morning. Do you or have you ever owned a Roku? Uh, no. So a lot of people buy Roku streaming boxes because they are very affordable. They do what essentially what an Apple TV does for much less cost. And they're, you know, they're kind of that standalone company that has made it thus far, in, despite the fact that there's Amazon Fire boxes and sticks and, and Google Chromecast boxes and sticks. Um, but the the Roku, in its variety of ways, has been a pretty popular um, um, streaming uh, system. And in fact, you can even get Roku, excuse me, Roku TVs with the Roku software built into them. And and in fact, I have one here to my left right now um, that uh, you know have the the built-in streaming guts, and so you can 
pick whatever services you want, and they support virtually all of them. Uh, starting today, or actually, I guess started yesterday, but starting today, um, it's in more widespread use. Roku has upgraded their operating system to 9.4, and with that, they have now included AirPlay 2 and HomeKit support. Now, this is an Apple thing. AirPlay 2 and HomeKit allows you to basically cast the video from your iOS or macOS device onto the screen. So um, cool. you you can play it in there. And then it also will tie into their HomeKit app so that you can uh, uh, see it and control it from the Home app on your phone, which is um, a nice piece, too, because, uh, you know, Apple is trying to integrate a lot of stuff through HomeKit so that you can kind of have your smart home, including your TV and your smart speakers and your lights and anything else that you've got, smart switches or anything like that, have it all go through one spot so you can turn things off and on, set schedules, have things trigger automatically. Um, I have like a house fan that when the thermostat hits a certain temperature, the fan comes on. And that way uh, we, we run that for a while before we turn on the air conditioner. And so, you know, it can kind of extend the sense that you need to put the air conditioner on because the fan starts blowing. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, you know, simple little things like that. So you can have things trigger on other things, on sensors and things like that. Uh, like when we come home, when our car gets within uh, a couple hundred feet of the house, um, the the light comes on in the driveway and the uh, hallway so when we come in the house we don't have to turn on lights they come on automatically when we arrive at home um wow. you know simple little automations like that to just make life a little comfortable so i have a fire stick we have fire sticks um uh, mm-hmm. in the in the living room with our tv and our bedroom tv and so far i've been really happy with it yeah yeah, I mean, you know, that's the thing is you know, I always worry about a company like Roku because they're a small standalone company and they're competing. I mean, competing against Apple is not a problem if you if they own the high end and you own the low end, as long as you're at the low end of the market, meaning the lower priced devices, as long as you can still, you know, um, make a profit doing that, then then you can split the market with somebody like an Apple. But it's tough to split the market with somebody like an Amazon or a Google because they're ginormous and they'll sell it for nothing. You know, right. I mean, you can get a fire stick for 25 bucks, uh, you know, or less. And and same thing with Google's uh, Chromecast. You know, these things that they'll sell them basically at cost just to get people into their their ecosystem. Um, but, but so I far, Roku seems to be doing I, well. I already have subscriptions through my Amazon Prime account. So that's mm-hmm. why I watch stars and HBO and and. Um, yeah. Acorn and, and so it was I just wanted because it was already there and I thought, well, this is. This is already going to be integrated uh, in yeah. a way that, that meets my needs. Yeah, well, and that's the other advantage that people like Google and, and Amazon have is that they can they can do that kind of thing where they can say, hey, you know, we'll we'll make it all work together. But it's, that's always been Apple's strength, right, is that yeah. we do lots of that stuff. You can get to Amazon Prime from Roku or from an Apple TV or from a Google Chromecast. They all have the same apps, so you can get Netflix and Amazon Prime and whatever. They all have Apple TV now, too. So it's, it's you know... Each of them covers all the services, so it's just a matter of which one you get a better deal on and which interface you like the most. And most of them now also have the voice option. I don't know if you have the voice remote, but that's also pretty handy to be able to just say the name of the show and have it pop up instead of hunting around and squirreling. I I go through phases. Um, You know, I know where things are, and so it's easy to go click, click, click and get there. But, um, But sometimes, especially if I'm looking for something like somebody said, hey, have you ever watched... Instead of me digging around for it, it's easy to just say it. Um, and it's funny. I have a Roku TV, but I do most of my streaming 
through my Apple TV that's plugged into it. I have it in just one of the uh, HDMI ports because oh. I like the interface more. I like the interface. It runs smoother. I have many, much fewer. I mean, have you ever had those issues where you're um, uh, streaming something and then the, the, the video stream pauses for a second while it buffers? Yes. I have that happen almost never on my Apple TV, whereas it seems to happen on the Roku on occasion. Interesting. They just have, and, to, they have a faster processor in the Apple TV, right? Faster processor. It's one of the A processors, just like, I think it's the A8, which was in like the iPhone 6S or something like that. And uh, and it's got a, um, uh, a bigger buffer. So I think when you hit play, sometimes it'll start playing, but it's bringing down data faster than it can play it. And so it fills up the buffer. So literally, if I disconnect it from the network, it'll keep playing for another like five minutes before it'll like freeze and say we've lost connection. So that oh. way it smooths over those those dropouts in speed and stuff on your internet, which I just like that, you know, and it's that's but that's why it costs more too. That's why it's expensive. You know, it costs, you know, a hundred bucks and or more. Uh but that's because they you know, they put more into it. So um uh but because it's you know, I, I'm in the Apple ecosystem, so you know, same idea that you had of staying with the company the one company, you know, if you're using a lot of Amazon Prime stuff, the Amazon stuff's gonna work better with that theoretically right so right so um i don't know if you saw this but it it appears that and and i may be getting the number wrong but because i'm still driving three hundred and fifty thousand um uh ring doorbells need to be replaced yeah they catch fire yeah 20 of them have caught fire which percentage wise is still pretty small but it's a big deal if it's the one stuck on the front of your house and catches fire yes can you imagine no yeah, no, I, I yeah. This is That's not good news terrifying. for them. Not good news for them. They've got a great spokesperson. You know, they um, uh, Sha- uh, Shaquille O'Neal was the spokesperson for the company. He was one of those who uh, liked it so much. He called up the owner and invested in the company and started doing ads for them. And then not too long ago, they sold the entire company to I want to say Amazon, but it might it's be Google. Amazon. I'm not yeah, sure. It's Amazon. Yeah, it's Amazon, right? So. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of a black eye. The other issue that they've had that's been ongoing is that they allow any uh, police force in the country, if you're, uh, you know, like the, your local police, can call them up and say, hey, we want video from this to see, you know, down the block there was a break-in. Will you give us video from your do- from this doorbell so that we can see if there's anything there? They give it to them without even talking to the people who own the doorbell. And so there's people who um, who own their doorbells who go, wait a minute. It's my doorbell. Why are you giving people access to video from my doorbell? I don't care who they are, police or otherwise, without talking to me first. Um, but apparently, that's part part of their user agreement. When you does when that you bother buy you? A ring that doesn't doorbell. bother me a bit. I mean, if they're trying to, although I suppose if they were trying to get a political dissident or something, then that would bother me. But if they're looking at, at somebody who is robbing neighborhood homes, um, you know, I'd I'd want access to my friends, like my neighbors' outdoor cameras their feed yeah um, absolutely if i were in that position i think that the idea of them getting it is fine the thing that i have issue with there's two things that i have issue one is they need to make it real clear when you sign up for it there's a checkbox that allows you to either do that or opt out of it because it's just it's your camera it's on your property how come somebody else is taking what that thing records and giving it to somebody um you know without your okay so you should be able to say yes or no and say you know 
yes, I want to support the police and do that, and or no, I don't. And then the police would have to come to the, to you personally as opposed to just going to the ring people um, and ask for the video. And, you know, I wouldn't hesitate to give it to police whether either way. But then the other thing is, is giving it to them just on request. Um, I think that there should be some sort of documentation that they're requesting it as to what it's for. There should be some process. Usually, um, you know, if they want to get video from some business or something, they have to have a judge say, yes, you, you should be allowed to have that video. And I know that slows things down a little bit, but it seems to me like there's a reason we have those kind of checks and balances because I know for a fact that there are police officers who have gone and used their tools to do like checks on people without asking those people just because they're, you know, a neighbor or a friend and they find out something about them that they wouldn't have known if you weren't a police officer and had no business knowing. Um, there was no reason to have that information. And so, um, you know, they could very well do this kind of thing too and say, hey, there's a guy who lives next door to my sister and I want to grab his video to see who's been, you know, going in and out of her house. And, and a policeman could go and do that just on request without anybody, you know, in between. And so if you say that at least they have to have uh, a judge say you're allowed to have that video, then that stops it. And I'm, and I'm not saying that all police are terrible people or anything like that. I'm just saying I, they're human beings and they have access to this information. And if they have access to that kind of information without any kind of checks or balances, it will be misused. Um, yeah, I, I think, yes, I agree with you. Because, you know, there are police officers who have, you know, been domestic abusers and other things. And if they're using... Sure information to find their ex or find out you know just basically stalk mm -hmm. their wives or whatever um, yeah yeah then that's then that's bad you know i mean very vetted people astronauts there's been, there was a woman astronaut famously that, that you know stalked a, a, a former lover yeah, of hers that right yeah, that drove cross that. country to, to, you know, I mean, and these are these are people who have been vetted and psychologically tested every which way, you know, and they still go off and do weird stuff. I mean, people are, you know, people are weird and unpredictable. People That's, are, you know, people are weird. Yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes they, we revel in the weirdness, and that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a little scary, you know. But the idea that somebody can go grab video and, you know see who's coming and going at your house just because they wanted to see who's coming and going at your house. Uh, without anybody questioning why they're getting having access to that video, to me is bothersome. Yeah, you know, and I just mean, because okay. they wear a uniform I, I doesn't about is it that way. yeah, you know, and so in that sense, that bothers me. I understand the idea of supporting the police, but I think there should be some more steps than that. So, you know, is what it so is. Here's a story that is is really freaky and sad and made me angry um so a mom is accused of killing her daughters because yeah. her org their organs were worth a lot of money yeah well that's what she was saying it sounds to me like she sort of had a psychotic break if you read through this because later on she then denied she even had kids and that she didn't even know the guy that she'd been dating for two years and that they're all lying and sorry to set her up and she was concerned about him you know cheating on her with his spirit wife because she's been dealing with the alter spirit world and it just sounds like this is a sick woman and she's yeah but yeah yeah and it's horrifying and, and sad so she denied being on drugs, um, although marijuana was found on the premises. Um, and mar yeah. marijuana can cause psychosis in some people. Um, but, yeah. you know, they, I'm, I'm sure she's under a doctor's care at the moment in, in a prison uh, yeah. setting. <laughs> yeah. Well, today they're supposed to have a uh, debate about bail. Uh, 
and I'm hoping that they say no bail and that they yeah. put her in a psychiatric facility to, to try to you know but you know I, I I almost you almost want to say let her stay in her fantasy world because if they put her in a psychiatric facility and say they they find that like oh, all she needs is some medication and then she'll kind of snap back to reality can you imagine snapping back to reality and then finding out that you had killed your children I know I, I just yeah this is just so sad on every level and I mean, we're talking about a one-year-old, or and and a three-month-old, or something like that, or a two-month-old. Yeah. yeah, one-year-old and a two-month-old, Rose and Lily, and and this boyfriend who you know comes over and sees these bodies of these children laying there. I mean, holy crap! Yeah. You know, apparently he'd been dating her for like two years, and he shows up over at her apartment, and her children are like they're dead in a swing. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he called the police. About this case. I, 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 wow. That's just terrifying and scary and, and awful. Just horrific. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally nothing positive or happy to say about this. It's just, it's sad all the way around. Horrific. Yeah. So on to another story. Um, Ticketmaster has an idea on how to restart concerts. Um, uh, and he's thinking that vetting of, they're thinking that, that vetting of vaccinated or negative status could be linked to the digital ticket. So, because, you know, Ticketmaster should have our health information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I could just see, you know, you get your vaccine and then you get a vaccine card, right? So now you have the little card that you carry around saying, I'm clean. Yeah. You can let crazy, me in. Right? I don't have to wear a mask because I've got a card. I can wear the little badge. Oh, we could stitch a little letter on everybody's clothing that says, <laughs> because that's never been a bad thing. Should, should, should it be in scarlet or in yellow? Yeah, we'll make it a V for vaccinated instead of an A, you know, which is a little. Or a J for uh, for Utah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what could possibly go wrong there. In, uh, in the 2011 movie Contagion, Wristbands were used to identify vaccinated people during a pandemic. And so mm-hmm. Ticketmaster's plan is a little more complicated. Um, but with Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine candidate uh, showing promising results, the company hopes it will get fans back to concerts and sporting events at some point next year. Ticketmaster says it's developing a plan to check concert goers' vac- vaccination status using its ticketing app. Health information companies like Clear Health Pass and IBM's Digital Health Pass and testing vaccine providers um, would all be part of this infrastructure. After buying a ticket, fans would need to prove they either had a vaccine or tested negative for coronavirus uh, 24 to 72 hours before the event. Uh, they would they would direct the lab to pass their status to a health pass company, which would alert Ticketmaster, which would enable the credentials needed to get into the event. Again, ticket, Ticketmaster does not need my, my health information. Yeah. Although, in a sense, this isn't like they're not having access to your all of your health information. They're having information about this one thing. And it's certainly optional. You don't have to go to a concert if you don't want to prove that you've been vaccinated. Right? Yeah. I mean, so it's it's not like... But, you know, does that then create a two-tiered society? Those who are allowed to go do these things and those who are not, you know? Well, yes, um, again, it does. Again, that, that's, we're walking down a real, real dangerous path here because... You know, it's not like people have ever used anything like that for, you know, taking advantage of people in society. (laughs) 
Oh, man. I know. What we'll do is instead of dealing with the um, uh, uh, band, we'll just tattoo a number on everybody, and that way then they'll have their serial number right there, and we can scan it. Or or we'll do an RFID chip under their skin so that everybody gets marked, because that's not ominous. <laughs> Show us your mark, and you can come in. <laughs> where, where oh, my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So, so somehow I've got a fly in my shack out back studio. Oh, and if you hear things banging and crashing, it's me going nuts trying to get rid of this stupid fly. <sighs> I don't know why. I don't like them. You swallowed a fly? I'm about ready to. If that would get rid of it, I'd swallow the sucker. A little <laughs> yeah. protein ain't going to hurt me. <laughs> Wash it down with some of my coffee and I'll be fine. That'll kill everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Including so me, very the, uh, slowly. The uh, uh, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, you know, they have an amusement park there. They uh-huh. opened up for one day before the, the county closed them down again. Yeah. We're open. We're closed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine? You hire all your staff back. You get all of the stuff in order, blah, blah, blah. And then you're open for one day. Yeah. Well, you know, my hobbies for a long, long time, my... my weekend hobby has been bowling and so i would go out bowling on sunday nights i was part of a league for many years and we've been shut down since march and uh uh i don't know a month and a half ago something like that two months ago the the you know orange county is at the red level and we're at the purple level right so they're they're a little better off than us so they've actually got a few theaters open the concourse bowling alley opened up and online, they said they were open, so I said, okay, cool. So I got all my gear and went down there, and I got there. And literally, the firemen were just leaving. They had boarded the place up and shut it down as I got there. Oh. It's like, son of a gun. <laughs> and they had a they had parked a, uh, a fire, um, you know, it's like, I don't know what they, they don't call the, the, the smaller ones, basically like a pickups, like a paramedic-type truck or something, a smaller. Yeah. Anyway, they had one of those parked out in front, you know, to make sure that they didn't open back up. As soon as the firemen left, I think uh, so so they're going to sit there for a while. I understand closing a bowling alley if, if because it's indoors. Yeah, um, but I, I still don't understand amusement parks. I really don't. You're outside. If yeah, well, especially if you limit the number outside. of people. I'm, if you're elbow to elbow, I could see them saying, you know, because some amusement. I mean, let's face it, standing in line at Disneyland is nuts. But if they limit the number of people in, why is exactly. that a problem? As long as you know, I mean. You know, I, I've everywhere you go when there's a line, there's little sticky things on the floor that say, you know, here's six foot apart. So, I mean, I don't see why Disneyland couldn't do that in their lines waiting as well, and everybody be fine. You know, yes. and if you're yeah, concerned about indoor stuff, then shut down Space Mountain and you know, and some of the indoor rides. Uh, you know, you don't have to go climb into that little submarine uh, with thirty of your closest friends, but. Uh, yeah, I, it seems to me like it's Especially it doesn't have to be an mountain where they have the big coasters. You yeah, know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's all outdoors. It's all outdoors. So just space out the lines and and limit the number of people and let them open up. I hope yeah, Disneyland I, sues the state of California. I really Disney sues the state of California. I really do. Yeah, well, I know but, Disney and Knott's Berry Farm were both. Uh, there had been talk about them doing something of that ilk because. Uh, you can't just you can't just take away somebody's revenue for a year or eight months or whatever it's been. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so. it's it's. Well, we say you can't. 
they have. <laughs> Whether they should or not, I think is not even really debatable. They shouldn't, but they shouldn't. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really frustrating, <laughs> is what it is. Well, especially if you if you're saying that masks work, and that if you know, that you know if you want to if you if everybody wore a mask, that, and lots of people are saying this, if everybody wore a mask, then we could beat this. Um, so okay, fine, make everybody wear a mask. Disneyland is the master of marketing merchandise. They will make all kinds of cute masks that people will want to buy. So, you know, make everybody wear a mask. If you're saying that masks don't work, then masks don't work. Now, of course, yeah. I think that, that, that they do provide some protection. Fine, then open up. Yeah, I, I, that's been um, a, a mantra that we've been hearing from some of the conservative sides again, saying that the masks don't really work anyway. And I think that's such a crock. It's like, really? Okay, yeah, wearing a thin sheet of gator or a woman's nylon on your face is not going to help it's going to that's actually going to make things worse but you know again masks are not a homogenous thing there's different masks and 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 some masks help a lot some actually make it worse i think it's a combination of those and we just need to be smart and differentiate there um i'm not always a fan of dr sanjay gupta but he was on um, on television this morning. I was briefly, you know, as I was getting ready to come out to the shack, he was on briefly. And he was describing the different types of masks and how they work and what's good about this and what's not so good about that and how they fit has a lot to do with it. And uh, and I thought, you know, we need more people doing that, just explaining the difference between pulling your T-shirt up over your nose and actually using a mask that's got a couple layers of cotton in it or something, you know. The, right. It, you know, but I, I've had a family member try to tell me that masks are a waste of time unless you get a solid plastic mask. And I'm going, you can't breathe through a solid plastic mask. You understand that, right? Which just means you're going to be sucking in air around the edges of the mask. It's not going to fit right. Because if it fit right, it's fit, fits right, and it's solid plastic, you will suffocate. You will suffocate. <laughs> Remember that whole thing of don't put plastic bags over your head? Yeah, there's yeah. a reason for that. Yeah, don't eat Tide Pods. Don't, don't put a plastic bag on your head. Don't, you know... I can't believe we have to say this out loud to people, but yes, these are issues. <laughs> I, I believe that masks work. And if I'm out and about, I wear a mask. I don't yeah. like it. I may gripe about it, but I wear one. Um, yeah. And I, I like the little paper ones. I like the... the those the are actually some of the best. They, they call yeah. those... Uh, the, they're, they're surgical mask, but it's not the N95 mask. It's, it's a medical mask. You know, the paper little accordion fold ones. Yeah. I agree. I so think I those like are those. probably some of the most comfortable, and you can buy a bag of fifty of them for less than twenty dollars. So yes. uh, you know they're so readily what, available now. Um, yeah, I, I. They should be. They should be propagating. We should be using them at other places. Yes, and selling them everywhere. You know, like you walk into so many different kinds of stores when it's raining, and they they're selling umbrellas. They could easily sell masks too. The same. I mean. I, open up for crying out loud. That's, I guess, my only... my only. Um, yeah, that seems to be your mantra, is put on the damn mask and let's open up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, people! Get with the program! Yeah, I don't so, blame you. I'm, with, I'm, I'm there, too. The, it's like... We're yes. rapping, I'm sorry. I was just agreeing no, with you. Let me agree. Then, I agree. Now we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh crazy Man, thursday it's always fun 
always fun in the morning with you, Todd. I really it enjoy is. it. I love that people are listening to us too and be part of the conversation. You can leave comments, right, Todd, at the uh, backfromthebrink.live site. You can. We have a, uh, an email address. Of course, it doesn't go anywhere because I haven't hooked it up yet, but you can leave them. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow me on Facebook. I'm Aaron Hunt Brinker on Facebook. Aaron Hunt Brinker on Facebook. Hunt, of course, is my maiden name, and I did it so people. I was an early adopter on Facebook, and I wanted people to be able to find me. And so, yeah, that's that's a common thing for women to do if they've changed their name when they got married. And I suppose for men too if they've decided to change their name when they got married. So, um, yeah, you can find her on Facebook. You can find me not on Facebook. You can find me at the local grocery store, wandering around, annoying people. Why'd you buy that? How are you going to use that? What meal is that going into? Oh Isn't there a lot of sodium in that? <laughs> oh my God, yeah, you want to have fun? Ask somebody why they're drinking something that has so much sodium in it, or what you know what, what they're going to make with that particular thing. You know, especially if it's something like a chicken pot pie. You know, what do you make with that? Like it's a chicken pot pie. Chicken pot pie. <laughs> yeah, I don't make anything. What? What? And they look at you like, why are you talking to me? Why are you speaking words? All right. I really got to go. It's fun being friendly. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. Well, I'm Aaron Brinker. And I'm Todd Brinker. Have a great day, everybody.